Welcome to the Do Something Beautiful podcast. I am your host, Leah Darrow, and I share with you inspirational people who are truly doing something beautiful to make our world better. We are inspired by Mother Teresa who said, do something beautiful for God. Do it with your life. Do it every day. Do it in your own way, but do it. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Do Something Beautiful podcast. I am your host, Leah Darrow, and we are wrapping up our final three-part series today. I have had a nice, long, beautiful chat over the past uh, couple episodes with Alex DeRose. Hopefully, you were able to check out those other two, part one and part two of this beautiful series. We've been doing this series because it's just had an interesting response uh, to both of us on social media. And we're both very much in love with the hashtag babies and dreams. And we wanted to talk really kind of expand on that, but really go deeper. And so just to recap really quickly, what Alex and I did in the first part one um, that you can check out in my podcast here, but it's, we did our first podcast on the wound of women, the wound of women. And so we really looked at like what's at the heart of woman and then, and then that wound that we actually all share there. And so it's really beautiful. I mean, we start with Eve and we kind of just bring it back really quickly to both me, me and you. So um, that was part one. Part two of our series, we did it on the wound of dreams, the wound of dreams. And that was really fun. We've had some great feedback from that one as well, of really just defining what a dream is. And, and so we, we decided to do this three-part series. And this third part we're going to talk about today, this third part is the wound of babies, the wound of babies. If you can imagine that, mm-hmm. um, the wound of babies, it's going to be, th- th- these are very trying conversations. Sometimes they're challenging because of, because of the fact that we're talking about wounds. And when, you know, as I mentioned before, Alex and I both love this hashtag babies and dreams that I started a little over almost two years ago now. And we loved it so much, but we also noticed that there's a lot of there there, there, there were there's a fair amount of responses to the babies and dreams hashtag that really surprised us, really really surprised us because really because there are wounds there and there are wounds we all have. I mean, I have I have some of those wounds. Alex has some of those wounds. We we we, we recognize that, and so we really wanted to kind of tease out some of these wounds that that really seem to get at us when we talk about this concept of babies and dreams. So again, I'm going to welcome back my co-host, great guest, Alex Rose. Alex, so good to have you back. Thank you, Leah. This has been awesome. Thanks so much for having me. You're so welcome. All right. So we're going to get into it. We've got the wound of babies today. Uh, I'm going to mention this a little bit later on, just so you know, but Alex is I mean, Alex is going to be, she's, she's my co-host for this three-part series, but she's also the expert in this series because Alex is a uh, nurse practitioner. She has been trained in NAPRO technology and is also a fertility care practitioner. It's very wordy, but she's- awesome. you, you nailed it. You nailed the titles, Leah. So I will, the one thing I can do is read. So that works well for me, but um, so, but- you know, besides Alex being a mom of four, four boys, right? That's right. I had, yeah. sure I had my numbers right. You never know with us. We could, we could be adding a kid in here any second. It could be five, you know, next week. It could be seven for me. You just never know. But for right now, Alex has four kids and I have six kids. And so Alex is a mom, stay-at-home mom. And she decided to actually leave her work as a nurse practitioner to be full-time mom, full-time homeschooling mom, just full-time amazing superwoman of a woman. 
And so she's got this really interesting perspective because she's been out in the world. She's been working. She's, she was working as a mom. And at some point she made that decision. So as we talk about this wound of babies, Alex is really going to also be our expert as we speak about fertility, because we're going to get into that today. So I think our goal, just so you know that our goal, Alex and I's goal for this series, this third part of this three-part series is really to debunk the lies for us women that education competes with babies, that really, you know, fill in the blank competes with babies, that your dreams are in competition with babies and having a family. Uh, your vacation is in competition with your baby. Um, what, what, you know, money is in competition with babies. You fill in the blank, whatever it is. But so often we have been fed this type of statement, which we may have accepted just accept it as, as, as a truth that, oh, well, you better go do all those things before you have kids because once you have kids, it's over and it's done and your life is over and you can't do all the things. And while there are obvious pieces to that that are true, I'm not going to deny and say, yes, I can't do some things like I used to do before. There's a big chunk that's missing from that conversation, which is the absolute joy and contribution of what we're doing as parents and as mothers with our children that has absolutely doesn't hold a candle to a vacation or to um, fill in the blank. It doesn't really matter to me. There's nothing that gives God more glory than seeing man fully alive. And that actually means life itself. So that is our goal. Our goal is to, is to really debunk those lies and, and how we're going to do that is really going to be going through um, looking at our fertility and being able to see like, how do babies and fertility really, it seems like they obviously go together, but in some ways, like this wound of babies ends up being this wound that it seems like we want to hold off sometimes the best thing for us because we're afraid of, I mean, Alex, what, what do you think we're afraid of? Do you think we're just afraid of losing our freedom, you know, as, as, as a woman, like once we have kids, we can't do all the things. Like, what do you think? Mm. Oh, Leah, that's such a great question. Yeah, there's. I think there's definitely a, a false fear, a false fear that's played into our minds because, I mean, we go back to our, our first episode, you know, the, the wound of woman. I mean, why would we ever be afraid to do what we're created to do? That just doesn't even make sense. I mean, this is this is what we're created to do. So that that's a huge red flag lie that is just a part of our modern age, you know. And and yeah, you, you really have to study history. But really, like, what when when did this lie start? You know, we have to just really become aware of that because, you know, we should never be afraid that 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 should not even be a, really a thought. But unfortunately, like you said, it is. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's real. It's a real fear that's there. It really pits babies and the future of our offspring, right? Like of, of generations of us against who we are right now. It's saying, no, I want my life. Like the idea of like holding off on babies, assuming that like you're in the right vocation and it's all working out for you. Like, you know I mean? Like, of course, we're, we're, we're talking about the general, you know, situation here. But the idea of this wound of babies is this wound, I think, that gets at the heart of thinking that babies are going to take and steal something away from us. And it, you know, it, it could be something different for every single person, but the idea is that that's, I mean, that's really creating a wound within us Yeah, that, that ends up being completely against the call that God has given us. I mean, God has said from the very beginning that life is a blessing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, Leah. And, and I mean, like the being, being a mother giving life, I mean, that's the highest 
the highest calling, the highest there, there's, how can that ever be taking something away? There's so many points that, that we could go through. Um, there's two things that really helped me think about this is, um, you thinking about like the end of your life and what is that going to take away? Like the end of our life, you know, like giving like a a big perspective, you know, at the end of our life, if we were fearful that this baby is going to take something away from us, what really is that going to be that's taken away? You know, you never meet somebody who's on their deathbed saying, I wish that I didn't, a a woman who's on their deathbed saying, man, I really wish that I, you know, fill in the blank that I pursued this over a human life. Right. So, yeah, I think that that is. And then the second thing I would just really, I think is so powerful is about the reality of fear of of taking care of a new life, a new baby, right? There's absolutely going to be tension between what something selfishness within us, right? Like that it's no longer, but you know, that quote from St. Benedict, Pope St. Benedict has an amazing quote that says, the world offers you comfort, but you are not made for comfort. You're made for greatness. And like, this is, this is great taking care of another human life and having a baby. So yeah, maybe that there is a reality. That's a real fear that there are going to have to be some subtraction of comfort in our life. I mean, that's true. I mean, you're both moms. We can testify to that. That's reality. But is that just a really a superficial comfort that we're afraid of? So I think it's, it's really, it's a really important to have this conversation because when you talk about it, it really brings to your own awareness. Wow, that's true. What would I, what am I really afraid of? Yeah. And is this baby going to really take this away? Like, well, no, it's it's actually not. And that's, I think, what we're going to talk about. Yeah. And it, it's really, it is really interesting about like, will this baby take something away? What it'll, I, I wrote about this a long time ago. I just now remember this, like what my babies have have taken from me, what they have stolen from me, what my babies have absolutely usurped from my life is my selfishness. It's my pride. It's my thinking that I'm, I am so important that everybody has to listen to me and look in my direction. I mean, that's what babies take away from you. And I'm not going to sit here and be one of those people who are like, it's all just rainbows and puppy dogs every single day of the week. No, man, you should, see, you should see me right now recording this podcast. I am in my fishing sweatshirt. I've got a bun that's got going in every direction. And um, there's, there's dirt all over my desk from some kid and then a, a, some sticker of some shark thing in front of me that I'm looking at. No, I'm not saying that it's not easy. I'm saying that it's hard. I'm just telling you, it's just worth it. It's worth it when you give your life and you you literally give life so that this world can be better because you're raising these kids for the glory of God. And, you know, babies don't still dreams. They just expand them. Babies and dreams are not in competition with one another, that they're actually enhance both and they can coexist. I'm not going to say that they don't, they both don't change one another. The dream changes the baby, the baby changes the dream, but all things going, but that, that should happen. That should happen when another entire being, body and soul, comes into an existence and that you're holding that squishy little bundle of joy. Things are going to change. And even your perspective and your heart's going to change too from where things were. But if we have this wound of babies, of really pitting babies against ourselves and babies against our dreams, we're going to be coming into, we're, we're placing ourselves not in a place of trust really with the Lord and not in a true pro-life mentality. And um Again, not saying that some things are going to change and that sometimes everything will change when you have a baby, 100%, absolutely. Um, But it doesn't mean that it's still just not worth that. 
I think, you know, and, and speaking of that, Alice, I'd love for you to talk about this, about babies and fertility. Because one of the things that we were talking about as we were planning out this content was about, so how can we help with this wound of, of babies? And you said right off the bat, because you, of course, would know it. You're like, awareness. We need to have awareness of our fertility. And you were so adamant. And I'm like, yes. So I'm going to kind of hand this over to you. I would like to, like, how can we become more aware of our fertility? This sounds, this sounds crazy. I've got six kids and I'm still like questioning what is happening and what is going on in my fertility. <laughs> I mean, some things I get, some things I don't get, but could you just kind of like maybe just walk us through why that's so important to be aware of our fertility and then, and then some of the practicals of how we can really do that. Oh, yes. I love this, Leah. Oh, I love it so much. It's so true. I mean, so my background um, as a nurse practitioner, when I was going through grad school and there, there's, you know, a personal story where I, I would love to share with you ladies just about, you know, me facing that fear as well of saying, wait a minute, I had this dream of, you know, becoming a, a nurse practitioner, but of course I want to be a mom too. And how does that mix? And so I, I just kept going and I just kept going and, you know, my baby's only fueled my desire to learn more. And they only, they only want, they only added to, to my dreams and they only gave me a better perspective. And I think every mom across the board would say that about her, her kids when she looks back through her own journey. So anyway, my passion is just having this awareness, like you said, Leah, like fertility awareness. And I think that it's so important because when you think about any fear, you know, the percentage of fears and worries that we have you know, I read some statistics somewhere like 90% of those are not true. <laughs> we make up in our own heads. We're not, they're not real. And the antidote most of the time of fear is knowledge and, and understanding and gaining like true wisdom. And so that we can learn, okay, what are we really afraid of? Why, what are we really afraid of our bodies? Why is that there? How can we understand our bodies more to not be afraid of them by learning, by becoming aware of them? And, you know, the power of understanding our fertility is huge. And I think like across the board, starting with girls, like a really young age of puberty, there's this narrative that, you know, oh, the curse of your period, here it comes, you know, it starts at such a young age of, of trying to pit women against their bodies and trying to pit women against their fertility from these young ages way before they become a mom, you know, and so that kind of plays into even more as they start thinking about relationships and maybe becoming a mom one day. So um, so I think that just starting, starting with understanding what times of the month mean, like I said, what really a period means, um, all of that is just, you know, really step one. And um, yeah, so I, I think that that's, that's really the step one of just understanding what is going on every month of, of our cycle. Um, and when we have that awareness and that knowledge, it leads to a, just like when you study the faith. And you study God more and you understand and you ask questions about God. Why is he made this way? What, what, what's, what's creation? The more you come to love God and love how you were created the same with our fertility, you know? And, and um, so that's kind of where I would start. Yeah. There's a lot to know when you're talking about being aware of our fertility. I mean, where would you, where, where would you suggest for some person to begin if they, if they are unfamiliar, you know, with like, okay, I, I really haven't done anything at all. So this like entry level one, what, where would you suggest for them to go or, or to do to get some information on like how to become more aware of their fertility? 
Yeah. The whole like um, umbrella term of fertility awareness is, um, is kind of a confused, can be a confusing term. And so what it really just means is it means learning your cycle and learning the signs of your cycle and then having the knowledge and the decision-making to either create life, you know, all of the things that we're going to go through in terms of that within marriage too. But I would just start there's actually an awesome website I'm going to recommend. My friend Bridget's going to be so excited and recommend. This is an amazing website Bridget has founded called Managing Your Fertility, which I love. So that's actually a great resource where she's put together a website that kind of breaks down all these different methods. So if you're looking for something online, I would love for people to go there. But I would I and I would want them to start by actually taking a course, some kind of course. And for the thing that I was trained in, the method um, was called the Creighton model, which basically a woman is working one-on-one with an instructor, which is also something I really recommend, you know, getting a one-on-one instructor, which now you can do that virtual. You don't have to go to an in-person class, but basically starting with working with a one-on-one instructor can kind of walk you through understanding your fertility. I mean, there really is so much there. There's so many different methods. There's so many different overall signs, but if we're going to kind of keep this brief, I would just say that work with a professional teacher or a professional trained in fertility awareness that can kind of teach you these things. Um, and then there's like book lists that, that we can walk through. There's so many resources out there, but the main thing that that that's what I would want women to understand is that, you know, the most commonly prescribed medication in women's healthcare is the birth control pill. And yeah, that's how they manage our fertility. Is that's that they how they manage our fertility. And so the birth control and, and right. And so this is, this is the conversation of having is that really, you know, that, that is not managing your fertility. That is shutting down your fertility and it's not doing women. It's not doing great for your health care in terms of women's health. And the reason for that is so many it depends on what your diagnosis is. And it depends on what you were coming in to be treated for, but you know, overall there are better options for you than just taking a birth control pill, because what that does is it actually shuts down your ovulation. And so you're not ovulating normally. And for something, for example, I'll give you an example, PCOS, which is a very common uh, women's health diagnosis. The number one treatment for that is the birth control pill. And then what happens is that actually it will relieve her symptoms. It will, what we call like band-aid her symptoms because it will have her ovaries stop ovulating. So she will sense a decrease in her symptoms, but it won't fix the underlying cause of what is causing that. And it won't get to the root of it. And so the antidote to really birth control pill is this um, beautiful pro-life healthcare called NAPRO technology. And NAPRO technology stands for a natural procreative technology. So we call it NAPRO, if you've ever heard that before. And this is something I want would want everyone to just be aware of, that there is something that's a pro-life women's healthcare available. And this can help you love your fertility. Not, not, I don't want to say love because I know there's a lot of there's a lot of wounds that can happen with what's going on, but it will help you appreciate and you will feel acknowledged and you will feel seen when you are experiencing women's healthcare through a NAPRO technology provider. So, you know, even if you're experiencing infertility or all of these symptoms that that can feel like, well, of course I'd be at war with my fertility, you know, and, and that, and that's totally valid. Um, but when you are going main, a mainstream route, a lot of times what happens is women feel even kind of more suppressed and they feel like more, more burdened or more, I'm going to have this at war with my fertility, as opposed to reaching out for, you know, this pro-life healthcare 
where you can really feel like you're getting answers, you're getting knowledge. And through those processes, many women can testify. They have then found a new appreciation for their fertility through that. Yeah. I think like you said, awareness really is the key here to this entire, like the goal of where we're going and of what we've been trying to share throughout this entire podcast is really just debunking those lies that, you know, again, that something competes like anything else that competes with our babies, you know, our, our education competes with our babies, our dreams are competing with our babies, whatever it might be. And the way that we can do that through this wound of babies is really just becoming aware of who we are and how God made us especially for those of us who, you know, are at a stage where either we're not married and haven't had kids yet or married and no kids or are in between, you know, thinking about having more kids or not. I don't know. Sometimes there's that thing of like, we just don't know if we can, you know, if, if we can really embrace life the way that Christ has called us to, God has called us to. And it, it doesn't mean it's necessarily going to end with a baby, but it's just the right. appreciation of life and the appreciation of our bodies and our fertility. And that is, the antidote to the wound of babies is being aware of the gift that we are as being made woman. We've been made woman by God, the father, and that matters. It matters. Our biology, our bodies, it reflects our theology. Our biology reflects our theology. We've been born with a womb. We've been made woman. We have a womb that tells us that we've been made for another. Now, a baby may never reside in that womb or not, but it doesn't mean that we're not made for another. In fact, it's God's calling saying, it's me. Let me live incarnate within you. Appreciate your fertility. Appreciate the spiritual fertility as well as your uh, of your body. And we see this in religious sisters who go through you know, courses like from Theology of the Body that Christopher West puts on because they want to understand the gift of their body, the gift and being aware of their fertility, because while a baby will not reside in their womb, they can give life spiritually to what the Lord has, has, has planned for them and to be receptive to the surrender to our bodies and surrender to life and life eternal. I just think it's so beautiful how, you know, what you've done, Alex, and really explaining the need for us to know our fertility, regardless of our stage. There, there's a lot here to really unpack. And you'd mentioned some really great websites that we're definitely going to put in our show notes. So managingyourfertility.com, I believe is what you had mentioned, right? So we're going to do that. I'm, we're also going to leave you with a few books that you may want to check out if you're interested in things about this. And some of them go into like the history of feminism and its impact on the pill and abortion and how that affects our fertility or, or I'm sorry, affects our, at least our thoughts on our fertility. Um, and that I know she's one of our favorites right here, but Dr. Carrie Gress, who wrote the anti-Mary exposed, who's, we have a luxury course on that. Oh my gosh. She's um, a sweet and dear friend. And just one of my favorite women on the planet who speaks what and writes well about the history of what's gone on uh, that has really affected how we understand being a woman and even our fertility. That's really good to know. So that's a great book. We'll add that in the show notes. There's also another great website, Alex, you had mentioned that you, you also want people to know about. You go ahead. That I, yes. So the uh, naprotechnology.com. I think that that's just another great resource to know um, because you might not hear about it. You might not be aware of it. And so, you know, there's, there's not a million naprotechnology doctors out there. And so it's really something that you might have to seek out 
but it is so, so, so worth it. So worth it. And so you can find um, a local doctor. There's also the Pope Paul VI Institute, which is the, basically the hub of NAPR technology where it was founded. Um, and so that's an amazing institute and they can actually treat you from anywhere in the country. There have been so many, so many life-giving stories of people being healed from even like years of infertility and so many different um, fertility journeys and women's health journeys in general that miraculous from the Pope Paul VI Institute. Amazing. Amazing. So we're going to put all of those websites in the show notes. The last thing I was going to mention to you is um, in terms of a resource is a way for you to track your cycle at home every day. This, this is the like the no-brainer approach. I'm not exactly the most. Okay. Alex is our expert. As I mentioned before, she's the expert in this type of fertility awareness stuff. That's not me. That's why she's on here. But what I personally do, because I'm not the expert, but I listen to the experts, is I got something called the Mira Analyzer. It's a fertility awareness like little thingy or something like that. Um, it's called Mira, M-I-R-A. And I'll leave the link here below. It's actually what I use to check where I'm at my cycle every single day. You can just look, look it up. I don't really, <laughs> there's like, it, it's pretty, it's pretty plain and simple, but it's really great. It checks all different levels of your hormones that day through a urine sample. And it just allows you to track it. There's an app for it. So you have it on the go. So you know where you're at. You kind of know what's ha- happening. There's a lot of information in there too, for you to understand what it's reporting. That's kind of like the fertility for dummies type of a thing. If you want to go that route as well, I would, that, that's, that's personally what I use. And I have been, uh, I really, really have enjoyed its effectiveness and just being able to accurately tell me exactly where I'm at my cycle so that I just know, because we really didn't touch on this, but I think we all know knowing our cycles, yes, helps us understand our fertility and the appreciation of life of who we are and not to be against it, you know, um, but also helps us understand who we are a little bit, like hormones drop and change all throughout those 30 something days in the month. And if you would like to better understand yourself, understand the rhythms and cycles of your body. And so for us women, it, 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 there, there's more to understand. There's a lot more happening than a man's body. Um, on a biological chemical level. And so it's been really helpful for me and Ricky actually to see where I'm at my cycle being like, you know, gosh, why am I responding this way to this certain event in my life? And I've noticed, oh, okay, I get it. And then I've been able to be more aware of being like, okay. And then I begin to start seeking, okay. So if I seem a little bit more on edge or if I'm just uh, maybe more sensitive to a negative reaction, I begin to think about what I can do to control it. And it also helps me look at my health to see if there might be other things that I also, I might be deficient in in vitamins or something else that could help level that out, that I'm not just suffering for no reason. And I'm not experiencing highs and lows and I can't control them, that I'm going to be an active player in my life and kind of work towards a healthy balance. So I think, you know, Alex, you're, what you spoke about of really understanding our, our fertility is helpful in so many different ways. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Leah. Absolutely. And I mean, this goes back to like what we were talking about with being, being afraid and having fear and, 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 you know, a lot of these unnecessary wounds that are like, you know, cultural wounds and, you know, things messaging that we're hearing of being at war with our body and all of this is a thousand percent, you know, 
can be healed from fertility awareness. And just like you said, knowledge and, and, and absolutely it brings even more appreciation to then a life and a baby. Cause you, you understand the miracle, you understand the miracle of when a life is conceived and when it happens. And I mean, there are just so many stories of, you know, we we'll teaching women and they'll just, Oh, I mean, you'll just see like their shoulders relax and they're, this is, this is why did nobody ever tell me this? why this is what's going on with my body. Like this is happening. How can I be an adult woman and not know this? <laughs> um, and so, like you said, there's, there's, and I try to use the word empowerment, you know, lightly, but there's an empowerment that is like a God given knowledge that he wants us to appreciate. Like you said, the theology of our body, this is scientific, you know, this is, this is medicine at its best by knowing what's going on every month of the cycle, understanding our hormones and not shutting them down, not needing to suppress them, not needing to kill. Talk about, you know, pro contraception, pro abortion. All of these things are, you know, completely complete lies that we, that we really don't have to, you know, we really can overcome. And like you said, Leah, just having that knowledge is so fruitful for your marriage. And it's so fruitful for just being a woman. And so, yeah, I, I'm completely agree agreement with you. And, um, and I would just want to mention too, when Leah was talking about the method that she's using, that the awesome thing now about the age that we live in is that there are so many methods that it's kind of just like being a mom. There are, you, you can be this kind of mom, this kind of mom, this kind of mom, same thing with fertility awareness when we're talking about using a method. And that's, you know, also kind of more for family planning purposes too. And for health reasons, you can, there's many ways it can be family planning reason. It can be monitoring your health journey, but there is something out there for every woman and they are absolutely in line with Catholic teaching things that, you know, we can, you know, I'm definitely well-versed in that, that if someone wants to reach out to me and, and discuss their case, there are places like the Pope Politics Institute that have uh, bioethics resources where you can actually call them and speak with them based on your case for case. You know, this isn't like a black and white thing. This is very gray. And there's there's something that can work for every case that's not pro-contraception or pro-abortion. And so this is great news. This is awesome news. And there's also an am amazing resource, the National Catholic Bioethics Center that talks a lot about different options too. So when it comes to just having that knowledge about your fertility, like you said, Leah, it's completely, completely life-giving. It is. I love it. it this, is, this is great. This has been so informative to all of those resources. Again, we'll put all of them in the show notes so you have them. And I think really, that's really our challenge. Our challenge to you is, is to learn about, for you ladies who are listening, um, learn about your natural cycle and fertility become really aware of it and really learn about it. Like take, take your health into your own hands, my friends. Let's be very smart about what's going on just because it's been done before. And just because a doctor tells you that this is what they prescribe does not mean it's the right thing to do. We have to be um, our own advocate for our health. And so be, um, take matters into your own hands with that. You know, I really, really learned about your natural cycle and your fertility. So that is our challenge for you today. And I just want to thank you for, for listening to this like three-part series with us on babies and dreams and the wound of women and the wound of, of dreams and the wound of babies here for this last one. Um, we, Alex and I both know that this is not a exhaustive uh, conversation. Like we haven't completed everything, um, but we wanted it's, and it truly honestly is 
a little bit more of the tip of the iceberg than maybe just a hashtag, but it's still just the beginning of this conversation. And by no means do we have everything figured out or have you know discussed every little aspect. But we do hope and pray that as you as you come to understand and 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 support babies and dreams, that we we know that it's all in the Lord's hands. And with babies and dreams and this movement that that has begun, we really put this into the hands of God and and really look to Isaiah 55 for, for that type of inspiration, which says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, says the Lord. And so our dreams are not always the dreams of God. The ways in which we want to attain our dreams are not always the ways that the Lord has planned for us. And so we put everything into the hands of the Lord, our dreams and our babies. In our own very lives. And we pray that you can, can, can really do the same. So with that, thank you for listening to this three-part series. Um, you have our prayers and you have our love. And remember that whatever you do today, whatever it is that you do, please do something beautiful for God. God love you. God bless. And we'll talk to you later. 